Ciao Michi, it's Alexa, and welcome to my podcast, a space to motivate and inspire you to make positive changes in your life. We talk everything, health, wellness, mindset, lifestyle, and more. Hello everyone, this week's episode is a double dip episode. If you haven't listened to the podcast episode that I posted with Haley Rogers last week, go give it a listen. I'm posting one that she and I recorded for her podcast, which is the See Me Show. And in this podcast episode, she asked me a bunch of questions about my own personal life. And I thought, you know what? How about we use this as an opportunity for you all to learn a little bit more about me and my story and how I've lived authentically in the same way that Haley's lived authentically. Also, this podcast was recorded so many months ago in the summer. So I'm curious and interested to see the growth that I've gone through all these months. <laughs> I'm going to give this episode a listen myself. Anyways, let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the See Me Show. On today's episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to an incredibly resilient and remarkable young woman, Alexa Nicole Cucciera. In this episode, Alexa and I are going to discuss the concept of perseverance, which is a must-have trait in order to live a fearlessly authentic life. Alexa will be sharing her story about how she persevered and insights on how you can persevere in the face of adversity. Alexa, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, Haley. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. Alexa and I actually went through the same publishing program, Creator Institute, where we both had the amazing opportunity to publish our first ever books in 2019. Alexa and I were able to connect through this empowering experience, and I fortunately had the chance to read Alexa's book, Power to Persevere, and learn more about her remarkable story. Alexa's book shares a collection of inspiring stories from ordinary people who dug their way out of personal struggles to achieve and exceed their dreams. These stories are intermingled with Alexa's personal stories and battle with cancer. Alexa truly showed me how adversity can make me powerful and also recognize that we can all find a community of support that can propel us to persevere even in our hardest times. This is a book I can definitely recommend to you if you're going through a challenging time and are eager to feel inspired. Her book makes us think about how we think and provides amazing exercises on how we can put her research and insights into practice so that we can change our mindsets. She truly shows how her adversities allowed her to not only cultivate meaning in her life, but share her story and knowledge with others so that they can persevere. On that note, Alexa, I would love it if you could share more about your story with our listeners. Of course. So we can take it back all the way to childhood. I was born and raised in New York City. And this really exposed me to so many different types of cultures and a lot of diversity. And after, you know, just walking around the streets my whole entire life and seeing how people were able to express themselves in different ways by their fashion and being exposed to so much art, I then developed an interest for both fashion and art. I had studied at the Art Students League, FIT, SVA, and I did other different programs too to really help capitalize on that passion of mine. And then I decided that I wanted to keep on doing this, keep on pursuing the creative side within me. I made myself a piece of jewelry um, and posted it on Instagram. And then uh, I got a lot of different feedback from people who I knew and other people um, from the internet that I didn't know. And I then 
started an accidental jewelry business my junior year of high school. And this really opened me up and allowed me to kind of have an interest on business. So I decided for college, I was going to go to school um, in upstate New York. And I studied business and fashion. And then uh, during this time, you know, my jewelry business started to do well, I started to have um, my packaging was changing and, and a lot of really great feedback was happening. And I had a lot of different orders that started to expand. I was in a boutique at a university and then a pop-up shop at another university. I was like, this is awesome. I want to do this full time. I'm going to really build this company and, and soar for the stars. And then, interesting enough, um, sophomore year of college, I started to have all these very weird uh, symptoms that I was developing. I was getting night sweats. I, I had a lot of fatigue. And then all of a sudden, second semester of my sophomore year, I had this huge bump the size of a golf ball pop up on my shoulder. I mean, on my collarbone, right above my collarbone, by my shoulder, um, by my neck too. And I remember turning to my friend in class and I was like, what is this? Do you think this is cancer? She was like, no. I'm like, okay, you're right. Healthiest person. This can't be possible. Um, but fast forward, um, got a bunch of tests done. Everything came back negative. Blood work didn't show anything significant. I had an MRI that didn't show anything. Fine needle biopsy came back inconclusive. And, and my nasoendoscopy was also negative. The doctors couldn't find anything. Um, but the summer is now here and I'm supposed to go back to school and start my junior year. And I decided I needed to go check out this bump one last time because it was just making me very uncomfortable. I didn't know exactly what the situation was and it, it was just concerning me. So I went to another, uh, doctor, an ears, nose, throat specialist, and he looked at it and was like, mm, honey, <laughs> wouldn't say that, but he was just like, I really don't like that. Um, I don't like the size of it. I don't like where it is. We are going to schedule you to have um, a surgery in um, about a few days, so next week. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then the week before my junior year of college was supposed to start, I had to move in all of my stuff into my new dorm to prepare because I knew I was going to her surgery. And then I had the surgery. And um, a week later, when my pathology report came back, and now this is supposed to be my syllabus week of school, my first week of school, I was actually diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of blood cancer. And I had to drop out of school for the year to undergo chemotherapy and to also recover from treatment. And the next thing you know, I was just going to try to find different oncologists, try to pick my oncologist. I was getting all these other different procedures done. And I was just getting cut up here and there. And it was just so much for me. And then just a few days after I turned 20 is when I started chemotherapy. And really, truly, my life turned around at such a young age. And it was very hard for me to come to this it, well, it was hard for me to come to terms with what was going on, and I just couldn't process it correctly, and it, it was it was really struggling. I was having a hard time, and uh, during this time of trying to figure out my purpose of life, you know, being a little, not a little, very angry and upset that everything had to just be paused um, because I had to fight for my life. Um, I started to listen to different sermons on the internet. I started to listen to YouTube videos on spiritual coaches, read books about life and spirituality and mindset. And I started to really develop a new perspective and mind frame um, within what I was experiencing, despite the fact that 
I was fighting for my life and there were days that I couldn't even stand up. I had to crawl to go to the other side of the room. And there were days that I was so weak and nauseous that I, 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 I wanted to die. I, I started to find this time as a way to really hone in on myself, my passions, my talents, and just figure out the meaning of life and exactly how I wanted to live when this was all over. Despite the fact that the future was totally ambiguous at this point, and I, I didn't even think I was going to even get to the place where I am today. Um, so then I started to have these dreams of me speaking in front of stages and talking about my story. And and, and then I, I really just felt like I needed to share about it, share about my experience, share about how I was able to transform my life at such a young age with this very unique perspective. And um, that ultimately led me to write um, my book, Power to Persevere, which we will talk about, I guess, a little bit more in this um, podcast and go on all these different extraordinary ventures, I guess you would say. And I mean, it was just amazing how life ended up working out its way. But I just published my book in December um, and graduated a few weeks ago in May. And um, I'm just now on to bigger and better things and, and sharing my story on a wide range of platforms, whether it's partnering with different nonprofits for young adult cancer or other nonprofits and organizations and different platforms to express mental health. I, I've just really helped impact so many people. And I think it's just amazing that because I became vulnerable, I just believed in myself and my heart and stayed true to my soul that I, I was able to now even be on this podcast and share my story with this audience. To be able to overcome cancer at such a young age is absolutely remarkable. So I just want to ask you, what did you tell yourself when you were first diagnosed? And looking back, would you have told yourself something different? And if so, what would you tell that girl now? So when I was first diagnosed, I honestly thought that I was going to die. <laughs> I immediately recalled watching cancer take my grandfather's life. And I thought that that same thing was going to happen to me. And I just wasn't ready for that. And I was so scared. Um, but what I needed to do is I knew I needed to just try to use my faith and the power of prayer to overcome all these emotions. And that's honestly what helped me. And there was actually this woman in Trader Joe's that became my catalyst for doing this whole entire transformational or for to help me undergo a transformational experience. And um, she told me about how mindset was what helped her and so many other people she knew, she personally knew, cure disease. And I was like, wow, what perfect timing. Like, thanks for telling me this. I was just diagnosed with cancer two days ago. This is weird um, how you're coming into my life and randomly talking to me about mindset and disease control through your thoughts and words. Let me look up on this. Um, so actually, the first book that I purchased during this whole entire period was The Power of Now. And that was the number one book that has helped me throughout this whole entire journey of mine. Despite what had happened to your grandfather, you were still able to change your mindset. And by changing the frame of what you can and cannot control, ultimately allowed you to persevere. Um, which really goes to show how much our mindset influences our ability to be resilient. And so by sharing your story, it's allowed 
so many people to feel inspired and gives them hope and faith that they can persevere in, during their hardships. So moving forward in your book, you mentioned that you were afraid to tell anyone about your illness. However, as soon as you found a community of other people who shared the same experiences as you, it lifted your spirits, gave you hope, and allowed you to persevere. So why is it so important to face our fears? How do we go about confronting them? How do we step outside of our comfort zones? So I talk about this a lot in my book, actually. Um, the, o- the only way the only way to honestly overcome your fears is to face them. And doing this kind of builds this muscle in you to keep living authentically and to keep living to your true self. And I've experienced this myself, too. Um, you know, we don't like change. That's a part of our human nature. But it's the only thing that's going to help us grow and do something that's out of our comfort zone. So if we don't actually make the effort to change, nothing in our lives will change. So I'm a very visual person. And the only thing that I've really found to help me get through confronting my fears is by having a journal. And I like to write everything down on paper so I can see it instead of having it all jumbled up in my head. And sometimes I'll make these lists of things that are bothering me or or that are on my mind. And I ask myself why these things are bothering me. And I start to of uncover all these fear-based patterns. Ask myself what's the worst thing that could happen if I did this or if that thing happened. And like at the end of the day, like it's it's all silly stuff. I, I remember worrying so much about um this past semester, how I was going to get through it before it even started. And look at what happened this past semester. Halfway through it, halfway through everyone's school year, we all had to stop what we were doing. And we had to go into quarantine. So life hit us in a different way that we never even prepared for. But we all learned how to pivot and actually experienced a different reality. And what I've learned, what I've learned is that fear develops based on past experience. And I feel like we subconsciously do not want to relive the same experience. So we try to create these scenarios that will probably never end up happening, but just as a way to cope with our current state. Um, so it's, you know, these things that sometimes come up in our minds aren't really what's going to happen or play out at the end of the day. As someone who journals uh, as well, I always find that when I see my fears written out on paper, I realize how much these fears have been made up inside my head. And so as soon as we can actually identify that most of our fears are just self-imposed, that's when we can actually persevere and achieve our goals and dreams. So simply put, we cannot control the external world. However, we can control our response. This is an incredibly difficult mindset to adopt, but it is evident that you were able to develop this mindset throughout your journey. So how do we change the frame on what we can and cannot control? How do we turn resistance into acceptance? I always try to find the positive in any situation and see what it is that I personally teach myself. And the way that I was able to turn my resistance into acceptance is through faith, like I discussed a little bit before. You know, I I reclaimed my faith. I grew up in a Roman Catholic household, went to Catholic school my whole entire life, but I never had this connection with Christ and the Lord. I just kind of thought it was a hoax, like kind of bogus. Um, And then actually, when I was about to go into college, I had a dream. Um, I don't really consider it a dream, actually. I feel like it is an outer body experience um, because it was so real and so 
vivid that I'll never forget it. Um, in the middle of the night, I, I went to heaven. I, I saw the golden gates of heaven. I was blinded by the lights and I was confronted by Jesus Christ and, and he had put his arm around me and I can to this day feel his touch and, and feel his energy and his presence. And, and he said, do not worry. Everything is going to be okay. And, you know, I took that little incident that happened to me throughout my whole entire cancer journey and cancer experience. And I remember his words. And, and even when I had my first PET scan, I remembered being calmed down by what I felt as if it was the Holy Spirit's presence. And then I started to really just devote my time with the Lord. I read scripture. I learned a lot about um, what God, what who God was, and what life's purpose is, and 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 then I was able to learn that because we are all here, we were all made by light and out of love. We all have purpose in our life, and and even if something doesn't come our way that we really wanted, remember everything happens for a reason. So so even though I couldn't continue my studies at my old school, I was actually able to do something that I would have never done before in my life. And I was actually able to do an attachment program, university that I'm at now, and go all the way to Tokyo. And this was a dream of mine, but I never knew that it was possible. I was always too afraid to go to a country by myself. But the fact that I was actually able to go with my school, my classmates, and with a professor and a few other students who were fluent in language, I had been able to actually have this experience in a more calm state and go beyond and above my fears. And I always had a fear of flying and a fear of heights. You know what? I did it. I was able to go on that 18-hour flight and just live my dreams to the fullest and my life to the fullest. Um, So that was an awesome, awesome thing that happened to me as a result of a lot of other things forcing me to pivot in different ways in my life. And um, just know that uh, this is how you will learn to accept and withstand resistance just by, you know, <laughs> acknowledging that it is what it is in a way, you know. The changing the frame on our hardships is so important. And not only changing the frame, but also finding the secret meaning behind these adversities is really important. I know that whenever I've experienced struggle and reflection, I've always seen that it actually has helped me to get to where I am now. Um, so also going back to your story about your grandfather, uh, you discussed this obviously in this episode, but also in your book, um, and how his perseverance inspired you to persevere. And now here you are after going through your own battle with cancer, inspiring others to persevere. So I want to ask you, what is the importance of storytelling? How can one inspire others to persevere? The reason why we're all here on this earth is to share our stories. If we didn't share stories, then we would not be able to learn from others how to overcome certain circumstances. All of our experiences at the end of the day allow us to help transform the lives of others. So with that, you know, storytelling's purpose and importance is to help learn from others. And even some of the greatest figures in history like Seneca and Caesar, St. Benedict, excuse me, St. Benedict and Mother Teresa, you know, they 
gave us a lot of different insight and we would not know if something was possible or worth living for or striving for if we didn't have real accounts to learn from and aspire from. Like even with scripture, I learned a lot from scripture, just like from the apostles and from from the accounts of Jesus. Like there's so many things that you can learn. Um, And, you know, it's really important to just speak from your heart through encouragement. And that's how you're able to ultimately help others persevere and inspire to be their best selves. Yeah, storytelling for me is such an integral component of living an authentic life and being able to persevere because I've looked at others, seen their stories, seen their hardships, but then I've been able to also see how they are able to enact positive change and utilize those hardships to actually create a life that is fulfilling, rewarding, and being able to inspire others to persevere and conquer their goals and dreams. And I believe that hopefully I have as well with my book, but I know for a fact that you have. Um, so you mentioned during your cancer journey, you decided to take your life into your own hands. You did a lot of things that allowed you to stay strong and allowed you to persevere. So what essential self-care tips or coping mechanisms can you provide so that we can persevere in the face of adversity? Yeah, sure. So I did a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, and I just learned how to be very still. And I found that with stillness, a lot of different ideas and messages started to come into my intuition or intuition in my brain and my mind. And I also allowed myself to open up to others and become vulnerable and join support systems, like different Facebook groups for cancer survivors. I would try to also find cancer survivors or thrivers on Instagram, and I connected with them. And I actually interviewed a few of them in my book. And um, something else that I did was engage in art. I, I unleashed my emotions through creativity and became extremely passionate once again with art, although, you know, I was a born an artist and really exposed to art living in Manhattan, I once again reclaimed this and found myself and and use this time kind of as a way to capitalize on that and use that. I use this time as a way to just really hone in on my passions that I kind of neglected once I started to study in school. And something else that I really helped or something else that I really found to benefits me was journaling. You know, I I found that if I wrote down my thoughts onto paper, like I discussed before, then I was able to just unleash all these different emotions. And actually, the first time that I discovered journaling was I think a week or two weeks after my diagnosis, I was having these panic attacks. And I couldn't sleep. It was like a whole entire week of me getting literally no sleep like an hour. I was on anxiety overdrive. And I remember I was like, I've had it. I took out a piece of paper, wrote down all of my thoughts and immediately just became extremely calm and knocked out for hours. So that was kind of the first time I discovered the real importance of journaling and expressing emotions onto paper and seeing it in front of your face. And then the last thing that really helped me was eating well and nutrition. I really cleaned up my diet. It's not like I wasn't eating bad before, but I was actually now choosing to eat foods that were meant for my specific diet and for my blood type. And, you know, I really started to accept bioindividuality and learn that my body isn't like anyone else's. And that goes for everyone. Your body doesn't work the way that your friends works, right? So you really have to nurture and care for the exact 
individual, unique body that you were given. So maybe the vegan diet will work amazing for you, but it won't work for your friend Susie. Okay. Like this is what happened to me. I learned that a lot of different vegan foods were actually hurting me. They were irritating my digestive system. I had extreme, extreme sensitivity to gluten and beans and grains. And these are the things that I was eating a lot of. And I was actually causing my body to become more inflamed and to not actually heal. So I'm now more paleo and And I used to also try to eliminate carbs as much as I could. I was just, I really didn't have a great relationship with food when I was healing because I was being very strict with myself. But I actually realized after going on this whole entire different detox diet and and healing my gut, um, which I actually talk a little bit about my website, and I'll be posting a video on that on YouTube soon, is that I work better with paleo and I work better with actually having a balanced meal. So having a nice substance of protein, fat, and a carb. So really not eliminating, just being very balanced and really just helping stabilize blood sugar. It's a little off topic, I feel. But you know, in addition to all the mindfulness and the spiritual side, you have to also pay attention to how you're fueling yourself. Because at the end of the day, you are what you eat. So if you're not giving yourself the proper nutrients, then you can't function. All those self-care tips that you provided, I also utilize in my day-to-day life. And if I don't use them day-to-day, I can see the effects it has on my productivity and conquering my goals and dreams, especially with meditation. As someone who goes 100 miles an hour, uh, meditation is something that I have to work on and I can see the benefits of meditation as I've begun to work on it. So furthermore, uh, both you and I can relate to this, but I truly believe that age doesn't matter when it comes to making an impact and achieving our goals. So what advice can you give to other young adults who want to make an impact but feel their age is their biggest barrier? Yeah, I feel like the biggest blessing is understanding that you're ready. When you actually make a commitment and know that you want to change your life, then that's the first step. And at the end of the day, Age doesn't matter. And the earlier you start, I feel like the better off you are because then you're going to learn all these different tools that are going to help you in the long run. I 100% agree with everything you just said. I just think as a young adult, we need to internalize this idea of why not now? Why can't we go out there and enact change at this young age? And there's no reason. Obviously, I was also hesitant about doing a book or writing a book at this young age. At the end of the day, why would I put it off when I could do it now and actually fulfill my goals and dreams? So moving forward, uh, a saying that is challenging to internalize is patience is a virtue. As someone who goes 100 miles an hour, like I previously said, I even find that slowing down and soaking in the moment is hard for me. Most of us feel this too in this really fast-paced world we live in. For me, it feels like I'm running, but I'm barely catching up at times. So why is it important to accept and be patient with the process rather than fight it? Why is it important to be patient even in the hardest times? How can we be patient? So if you're not patient, then you're just going to fill your life with anxiety. And that's not healthy either. It's very hard to become patient and to learn to use this muscle. But, you know, with time, you learn how to be patient. (laughs) And it kind of gives a sense of hope too. And one of the things that I've also found is, you know, you have to be patient because 
it's going to prohibit you from actually living. Um, it it's kind of sounds like a paradox in a way. But like the more that you become hung up on a certain circumstance or situation, um, you're just creating fear and anxiety and producing things that aren't perhaps set out for you. And, you know, other things will unfold. Like I said before, you might not see it now, but in a few months, a few weeks, a few days, some other opportunity will come into place. You just have to have faith and and stay true to your ground. And um, also, I feel like it's important to also try to be patient because I feel like we all start to self-compare and, you know, self-comparing is not going to actually get us anywhere especially when you're self-comparing in a negative way. I feel like it's great when perhaps you find someone in the industry or someone who is close to you that you look up to and, and you look at everything that they're doing and you compare yourself and say, hey, wow, I actually have those same positive attributes as this person and this person is doing all these different things. That means I can do it too. That's great. But when you start to self-compare in a negative way and start to become impatient with your life and your own unique circumstance, that's where we can start to derail. So I think an integral component of being patient is having hope. Hope, I think, allows you to be able to persevere in the face of adversity and trust that the universe will allow you to have the life you want and for your life to unfold in the way you desire. So I want to ask you, how do you go from a mindset of depletion to a mindset of hope? Yeah, honestly, any single time I start to recognize that I am depleted and I'm at rock bottom, I acknowledge the fact that I'm at my lowest of my lows and there's no way but up. So this is kind of what helps me understand the beauty and essence of actually, you know, finding hope. And hope propels us to push through. So when when we're in such a low place in life, we can we can still create a positive framework and mindset. So obviously this podcast is based on the idea of living an authentic life. So I want to ask you, how does perseverance tie into authentic living? So authenticity is all about vulnerability, right? I kind of talk about this in my book. I say that it takes a lot of courage and strength to show your true self. And that's the matter of the fact. When you open up and you start to storytell, that's when you actually allow yourself to persevere in a way. Because like we've said previously, when you're afraid and and you are in a state of fear, you don't want to start to engage in things that you perhaps should, um, when you overcome those fears, you can actually persevere and you unleash things that you never thought were possible. Being vulnerable, in my opinion, is such an incredible strength. Oftentimes people tend to find that vulnerability and expressing your emotions and expressing, expressing your hardships makes you weak, but when in reality, it makes you strong because it sh- encourages other people to share their stories. And I think it's just a beautiful thing to be vulnerable. And that really does tie into uh, living an authentic life. So when adversity strikes, we often become overwhelmed with anguish and emotion. We often fret about our futures and how these adversities will impact our lives. However, lamenting about our struggles and trying to assume the future does not serve us. How do we ground ourselves in the present and remind ourselves that there is meaning in our battles? So the best way to really focus on the present is to learn how to become still. And when you do this, 
you honestly just have to practice deep breathing. You have to get in tune with yourself and your body and the rhythms of the universe to really, really hone in on the present moment. And then we have to try not to compare ourselves to the past or try to compare ourselves to other people and then project things for our future. Because like I said before, our future is really unknown. We can, you know, put little placemats and and plant little seeds down um, to try to get to our end goal. But there are going to be times that we're going to be hit with things that are going to totally take us off the path that we were planning. But um, little do we know, it's going to it's going to place us on paths that are actually best for our unique individual selves in our lives. So, you know, if we're struck with something like a battle or a challenge, know that you're going to have to get through it. And um, at the end of the day, there's a meaning behind it. It's supposed to teach us a lesson. So observe what's happening. If it's really stressing you out, journal about it, and then try to see all the positives that can come from it. I also think that by finding meaning in our battles, we are able to be the author of our own lives. We can write our narrative the way we want. You also discussed this. Although we cannot change our past, we can rewrite our narratives and how we view our life story. So I want to ask you, how can we reinvent our life story? The way that we can reinvent our life story is to author it. You know, at the end of the day, when you actually write something down and 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 make a plan, even when you're writing an essay, for example, you have an outline of how you want it to be. So create that outline for your own life, reinvent it in that way. And that's kind of like what I ended up doing um, for my own life. I said I was going to use this cancer experience as a way to help others. And then I took little baby steps on how I was going to do that. I got involved with some different organizations. I, I then published a book. I started to do some speaking events, podcasting. So like I'm doing that right now with some young adult nonprofits for cancer survivors and thrivers and for mental health, like I discussed before. And I mean, I'm also continuing to reinvent my life right now. Although it seems like maybe I have it figured out, I'm still learning. And I'm still learning how I can use my tools, skills, and abilities to to better the world. And I am writing down little different things that I want to continue to do, like start my jewelry company again and and then try to have that have a social impact mission where I'm actually helping others on a, a deep level. So there's always little things that we can do and it and it's how we choose to pivot at the end of the day and and create the story that we want to tell our grandkids. That's what I think. I'm like, all right, what do I want to share with my grandkids one day? Um you you know you have two paths to take. You can go left or right. So it's always best to go the right way and and the the more positive way if you can. There are many times that we can fall down the wrong road, but I truly and truly believe that we all have the ability to shift our mindset and create our own little story in a positive framework, in a positive light. So your book encompasses a lot of invaluable lessons on how we can persevere. But in conclusion of this episode, I would like to know three or five essential things we can do or think as individuals so that we can persevere in the face of adversity. Yeah, sure. So I would have to say the top five things are to acknowledge your thoughts and the circumstance. 
accept your current situation and know that it is happening. Then seek help from support groups or individuals who've been through a similar situation. Have faith and trust. And finally, just let go. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that you really can't change. For instance, I couldn't change the fact that I had to go through chemotherapy. Um, so I, I acknowledged the circumstance I, and I accepted that I had to undergo treatment and infusions. And I seeked help from certain individuals, whether that was through support groups online, whether that was confining with people through the American Cancer Society, um, or even professional help like a therapist. And then I ultimately just had to have faith in this certain circumstance and trust that everything was going to be okay at the end. And and finally, just let go. Like for me to keep reminiscing about certain things, which is very unhealthy for me. And given, you know, I still have my days. I'm, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But uh, when things have happened and you cannot do anything to control them, you just have to accept it and, and let go. An example of this would maybe be my scars. I'm just thinking about this right now. Like I have a bunch of scars all over my body. I can't do anything about them. You know, they're there. So I just have to let go about the situation and accept that this is part of my body now and that there are so many more positives. These scars are my warrior scars. They are the scars that actually enabled me to live again. So just keep the faith strong and know that you have the power to persevere. (laughs) So today we have talked about perseverance. In the face of adversity, we can all unleash our inner power to persevere. Perseverance is all rooted inside of us. Just think of everything that you've gone through to get to where you are now. Alexa's story is one that demonstrates how we can all persevere, but also become mindful in the present moment and know that we can all persevere despite the battles we are currently facing. Alexa has given you amazing tools and teachings on how you can persevere in any battle you face. Perseverance allows you to live an authentic life as it allows you to stay true to who you are no matter what obstacles you face. Alexa, thank you so much for this amazing discussion. But before the episode comes to a close, I want to ask you where our listeners can find you and connect with you, as well as where they can purchase a copy of your book. Aw, Haley, of course. Thank you for having me. And you can find me on Instagram at Alexa, A-L-E-X-A-C-U-C. And you can find my book on Amazon. Just type in Power to Persevere. I'm looking forward to hearing from you all and reach out if you have any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alexa, and for everyone who listened to this episode. So thank you for listening to this far in this episode. You made it to the end. I would love for you to subscribe, leave a comment, and rate this podcast. Also, don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at AlexisUC and Haley as well. Chat next week. Ciao!